to the Patient Matters Podcast, a podcast aimed at explaining common and sometimes complex medical issues in a way that can't always be done in a standard GP appointment. Welcome to the Patient Matters Podcast. My name is Dr Mitch Burden and I'm a GP working in the NHS. As most listeners will be aware, the time us GPs are able to spend with our patients is under increasing pressure. And so being able to speak to your doctor pre-prepared and armed with the questions that matter to you, we can have more productive consultations, which lead to better outcomes for patients like you. In this episode, I'll be giving an overview on the PSA blood test and prostate cancer screening. This can be a big worry for men as they get older, and that's not surprising when you consider it's the most common cancer diagnosed in men, with around 1 in 8 being diagnosed at some point in their lives. If you include the constant stream of high-profile cases such as the recent passing of BBC presenter Bill Turnbull, it's easy to see why GPs are often being called to talk about it. The most common thing you'll hear from media campaigners is to get yourself checked. But what exactly does this mean? And do you actually need to? Hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll have a clearer idea and will be able to speak to your doctor supplied with the information to come up with a plan that works for you. As with all episodes in this series, content is for informational purposes only and should not serve as a substitute for medical treatment for yourself or others. For personalised medical advice, please speak to your doctor or other appropriate healthcare professional. I think a good place to start would be to answer a question that many men wonder, but very few actually ask, and that's what is the prostate? The prostate is a small walnut-sized gland that sits just below the bladder and is what produces the fluid to allow men to ejaculate. Somewhat annoyingly, the urethra, that's the tube that allows urine to pass out from your bladder, passes straight through the middle of the prostate, which means issues here can really upset the waterworks. But I'll talk more about that later on. So that's what the prostate is, but what's this PSA test that you keep hearing about? Well, PSA stands for prostate-specific antigen. It's a substance produced by the prostate in order to do its job, so all men with a prostate will have some PSA in their blood. If your prostate gets bigger, however, it will produce more PSA. This means a higher reading could be a sign that you have prostate cancer, but it can also be raised with other far less worrying medical conditions. Many men I speak to are surprised to hear that there is no routine screening for prostate cancer in the same way that women are invited for regular breast screenings. The reason for this is slightly complicated, and it's what I'm going to discuss first. So let's talk about PSA screening. I feel it's important to emphasise early on that any man over 50 in the UK who requests a PSA blood test from their GP is entitled to one, but this should only be done once the pros and cons have been discussed first. So let's start with the obvious benefits. A raised PSA could mean that we find a cancer very early, and therefore diagnose early-stage cancer before it spreads and becomes more serious. This means treatment can be started a lot quicker, and the sooner treatment is given, the higher the chance of success. Now, for the NHS to routinely screen patients for a disease, we need to be sure that the test we're using is accurate. And unfortunately for the PSA test, although it's the best test we've got, it's by no means perfect. A raised PSA level does not necessarily equate to prostate cancer, Studies have shown that around three quarters of men with a raised PSA test will not have prostate cancer, and it can also miss cases, 
with estimates that one in seven men with prostate cancer will have an entirely normal PSA level. One of the big problems with prostates is that as men get older, their prostates tend to naturally grow larger anyway. So where it's around the size of a walnut for a man in his 40s, by the time that same man is in his 80s, his prostate will have likely doubled in size. We call this process benign prostatic hypertrophy, or BPH for short. And while it's not cancer, it can still cause many of the warning signs for cancer that I'll talk about later. And as I said earlier, a bigger prostate causes a higher PSA, so many men will ultimately be diagnosed with this instead. It's also important to highlight the other elephant in the room, which is that although prostate cancer can ring alarm bells, the reality is that for most men, they will die with prostate cancer, not of prostate cancer. This is because often the cancers are so slow growing, you'd have to live to well over 100 before it ever became a threat. If we were to take 10 men in their 80s and examine their prostates under a microscope, nearly all of them would have at least a small area of cancer inside. And if they don't have any symptoms from it, it probably wouldn't ever bother them. The reason we have to highlight this is that if you're considering asking your GP to do a PSA test, you have to be prepared for or happen if the result does come back high. Because once we have that result, we will likely have to refer you on to see a specialist. This can cause a lot of stress and anxiety for both you and your loved ones and will likely require you to have a follow-up scan. And if there is any doubt, a small sample or biopsy may also need to be taken to then be checked in the lab. This can bring a lot of pain and suffering for what is likely to be a reassuring outcome. Though we accept and understand that for many men, they would rather see the process through for reassurance. Aside from simply turning 50, there are some symptoms and other details that may make us more worried about your risk of prostate cancer, which I'll go through now. As I mentioned earlier, the urethra passes through the prostate. Think of it like a donut with a tube passing through the middle. So in essence, any change to how you're passing urine could be a sign, including getting up multiple times overnight to pass urine, generally going more often than you used to, getting sudden urges to pass urine, struggling to pass urine when you get to the toilet or having a weaker stream, dribbling urine after you've finished, and more alarmingly, seeing blood in your urine, though there are lots of other causes for this and it's always best discussing with your GP first. There are some other signs to look out for too, things such as problems getting an erection, generally being more tired than usual, weight loss and lower back pain. Though it's important to point out that these symptoms are usually better explained by other, more simpler issues. We also know that black men of either African or Caribbean origin are three times more likely to develop prostate cancer than white men. This risk would also need to be factored in if you are of mixed heritage. The final important area is family history. If you have a close relative, such as your father or brother, who was diagnosed young, so that's below the age of 60, your risk would be four times higher than average. Even if your relatives were diagnosed at a relatively older age, your risk could still be two to three times higher than the average person. So again, this would be worth factoring into your decision to seek screening. So what happens next? As I said earlier, if you're over 50 and would like to request a PSA test with or without symptoms or risk factors, you are perfectly entitled to, and you should now be up to speed with the pros and cons of the test when speaking to your doctor. If you are booked in for a blood test, it's important you don't currently have a urine infection, have avoided ejaculation for the two days prior, 
and have also avoided vigorous exercise for the two days prior, including cycling, because all of these things could influence the PSA result. Even if you're under 50, if you're concerned you may be showing some of the symptoms I just mentioned or fall into the higher risk categories due to your racial background or family history, then it's also well worth speaking to your GP. Depending on the chat you have with your doctor, they may also wish to check your urine and also examine your prostate. Checking your urine can help us rule out some other conditions which may explain your symptoms, such as a urine infection or diabetes. Examining your prostate can tell us how large your prostate is and whether it feels as it should do. You cannot feel your prostate from the outside and so examining it requires a doctor to perform a digital rectal examination. In other words, inserting a finger into your back passage where the prostate can easily be felt. This can of course cause anxiety for some men, but it's a test that will barely take longer than 30 seconds. It shouldn't cause any pain, but may make you feel like you need to pass urine. And because of the way the nerves work, it's also normal to feel something at the tip of your penis. But all of this is entirely normal. Sometimes an abnormality found on this simple examination can give us far more information than the blood test and could also prompt referral if the findings are considered abnormal. That's an overview of the PSA blood tests and some of the things to look out for which could indicate a problem with your prostate. If you found this useful, please share it with others who could benefit from hearing this information as well. In the episode notes below, I have listed some helpful links if you'd like some further reading and you'll also be able to access the transcript for this episode for those of you who have difficulty hearing and would prefer to read the information instead. This would also be applicable if you know somebody who is hard of hearing who may appreciate this information too. As per the disclaimer at the beginning, these podcasts are no substitute for a consultation with your usual medical practitioner due to each patient's individual situation and medical background. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. Please do check out some of our other episodes to see if there is anything of interest to you. And please consider subscribing if you don't want to miss any future episodes as they're released. 